Hey guys, welcome to the Candid Confidence Podcast. I'm your host, Leah Pardee from CandidConfidence.com. I'm a confidence coach, blogger, and online course instructor here to help you unleash your inner badass. This podcast is for the girl who is ready to ditch the self-doubt, overcome the overthinking, and live a life that feels fearless and free. So let's do the damn thing. Hi boo, welcome back. So glad to have you and I am pumped to talk to you today about what confidence is and what it really means to be self-confident. So I think we hear the terms a lot and there's a lot of kind of superficial things people talk about in ways to be more confident, but I really think it helps to have a fundamental understanding of what it truly means to be confident on a deeper level. So what exactly is confidence? Confidence, if you were to look it up, truly means having trust in something, whether it's in yourself or in something else, it's having trust, belief, and certainty. So thinking off of that definition of confidence, what exactly would self-confidence be? And truly, it's learning to have trust and belief in yourself. That's really what confidence is. And it really ties into self-love too. So think about relationships. Isn't trust one of the most important things? I mean, what do you really have in any relationship without trust? So in our relationship with ourselves, shouldn't it be super important too? And I think it's really important to point out that being confident, it's not just about feeling pretty, being able to talk to anyone in the room. It's about the entire belief you have in yourself. And that ties directly into being happy and living a free life and loving yourself deeply. It's really just having that belief and trust in yourself first and foremost. Friends, dropping in here to tell you about the sponsor of today's podcast. And that is my brand new course, Make Up Your Mindset. This is really for the girl who's looking to dig deep into herself, figure out what her limiting beliefs are that are holding her back, figure out how to bust through those and really rewrite her own rules moving forward to the life she's been dreaming of living. So digging past the stress, the anxiety, the overthinking, finding out what's truly in there in your core holding you back and unleashing the you you're meant to be. The course is five weeks of online self-study complete with a workbook and also access to me in the private Facebook group and other ladies taking the course as well. So you can have questions answered along the way and I will drop the link in the show notes. So I really want you to think about that. Think about the relationship, you know, start thinking about the relationship that you have with yourself and start valuing it as that, as a relationship. And guess what? It's the most important one we have. Yes, it sounds selfish, right? It sounds like we're just all self-serving if we have that aspect or that mindset, but that's not true at all. It doesn't mean you have to be selfish in order to truly value the relationship you have with yourself first. So what it means to me, and I say this all the time, you can't pour from an empty cup. You just can't. So in order to build the most beautiful life possible, we really got to have love and confidence within ourselves. And that's how we can pour from our cup into others, you know, and have more of a selfless, you know, attitude going into this with having confidence in ourselves too. They don't have to be, you know, they're not mutually exclusive. 
Think about how you would show up in the world if you were your most happy, confident self. You know, wouldn't relationships with everyone else go a lot better? Showing up as that person, you could be the best wife, significant other, mother, boss, employee, friend. So it really isn't about being selfish at all, but it's truly about finding happiness by finding that trust and confidence in ourselves. So contrasting that with how we would be present ourselves to the world when we're insecure. So being insecure, I mean, think about the energy you bring to others when you're down on yourself, when you're not believing in yourself, when you're not trusting yourself, when you're not happy to your core, when you're not full of self-love, you know? So I want you to start thinking about that relationship you have with yourself, valuing it, putting as much time and energy into it as you do a relationship with anyone else or anything else in life. So kind of going back to what confidence truly is, and then really it's trust. How do we build that trust in ourselves? How do we build that up? There's two key components that I believe go into this. And those are intuition and holding ourselves accountable. So let's talk about intuition first. So with intuition, we basically need to practice being guided by our own inner wisdom. So do you remember taking tests? Like, I think it was even like the SATs and they say, there's like the, what is it? Like a multiple choice test or whatever. And they say like a lot of people will in instinctively initially see like the first option they want to pick but then they'll change their mind they'll kind of talk themselves out of it and pick a different answer and a lot of times research shows that that first answer that first one you were drawn to is the correct one so they say don't you know don't go back on yourselves when you see the right answer go with it um that's intuition and um following that inner wisdom that we have is is really how we build that trust in ourselves. But it's a practice. You know, we have to practice that um, because our mind's going to kind of lead us astray. Our mind's going to start talking us out of it. Um, and really going with that first gut instinct that we have can be so powerful in our lives. And you can kind of think about how this works in our lives too. When you have an idea, something that you want to do, I don't care. It's sometimes even like a nail polish color, a hair, whatever, something stupid even. Um, not that getting your hair nails is stupid because that's self-love too, right? <laughs> but, you know, you have that first gut instinct of what you want, but then you kind of talk yourself out of it. You choose something else and you're like, why didn't I just go with the first one? Um, so really, in order to build this confidence and trust, we've got to practice trusting ourselves through following that intuition. It's going to bring you to the right answers, but not only that, you guys, it feels really good when you start to feel into your intuition, you start following that. It feels good because it's, it's right. It's what's, it's what's true for yourself. It's you following, you know, who you really are to the core and not letting the expectations of society and a million other factors lead you astray and lead you to other answers that are not true for you. So the next one would be accountability. Thinking back to other relationships, you know, isn't trust built on doing what you say you're going to do? And we've got to take that self seriously within ourselves. You know, if your spouse, if you told your spouse you were going to do something, you'd probably hold yourself accountable to it because you don't want to disappoint them. You know, same with parents or any other relationship. 
What about yourself? Don't you think it should be the same way? If you tell yourself you're going to do something, do it. With my clients, um, we always talk about breaking down our goals into baby steps. As often people will come to me and there's kind of a multitude of things they want to do right now, right away, right? But it's kind of like when you're, you know, going on a diet and it's like, I'm never going to eat another cookie again for, for the next month. I'm never going to eat a single ounce of sugar for the next month. Like, not super realistic. Um, and then once you cheat, as they call it, then you're like, okay, I guess, I guess I can't do this. This isn't for me. It's kind of like that all or nothing mindset we get stuck in. But so with my clients, we're always breaking the goals down into little tiny bite-sized baby steps. And the reason behind that is really because when something feels super manageable to us, it's not too overwhelming. It's something that we kind of feel like we can do as a no-brainer versus being something that seems really challenging and something that we honestly might not believe we can do in the first place, we're more likely to actually do it. You know, we tend to go for the goals that we really feel like are possible for us. And it's really important to kind of break down um, everything in your life this way, but when you say you're gonna do something, do it. If it feels unrealistic, if it feels like too over the moon impossible, break it down, you know, make it smaller. And make it something that you can do because I want you to think about how it affects your brain. When you would tell yourself, okay, I'm gonna start doing X, this habit, or I'm gonna kick this habit, whatever it is. You're telling yourself you're gonna do it, and then consistently you fall through. You fall short, you don't do it. What is that really signaling to your brain? It's not gonna be signaling to take yourself seriously when you have something you say you're gonna do. So what does that mean for our mindset? And this is all subconscious. Remember, 95% of our actions come from our subconscious mind. So conscious would be, you know, um, conscious would be like creating something new um, versus subconscious would be like tying your shoelaces. You're not thinking about what you're doing. You're just automatically doing it. So because 95% of our actions come from our subconscious, things like this, when we're programming our brain to think, okay, I might have said I was going to stop eating at McDonald's, but I'm not really going to do it. Like deep down, you kind of know you're not going to do it because you never stick to your promises that you have to yourself. Your brain's going to already know that going into it, and it's going to guide your actions against what you said you were going to do. So if you can kind of trick your brain and convince yourself to, to really trust yourself, start believing what you say you're going to do, your brain and your subconscious mind are going to start guiding you to those things. They're going to help you to reach those goals. It's exactly what's going to happen. So that's why it's so important. Um, so only know when you're setting goals for yourself, when you're telling yourself you're going to do something, only say you're going to do it if you're actually going to do it. And then hold yourself accountable just like you would if this was a relationship with anyone else. So let's kind of tie both of those together, intuition and accountability. A great way to practice these is by making sure our choices align with who we really are and our true core values. Practicing being ourselves, essentially. And when you get that impulse to do something that's different, don't let yourself worry about what others think. Go with that first thing that felt right to you. Trust what feels right for you. So I think there's a saying, I think it goes like, you can't be everyone's cup of tea, or isn't it like, I'd rather be 
a shot of whiskey than a cup of tea for someone. I don't know. It's something like that. Although I'd much rather have a cup of tea um, anytime than a shot of whiskey. But, you know, you just can't go through life trying to please everybody else. We get so caught up in this. And I'm going to give a little background um, on why that is and really it goes back to the child brain. When you're a child and you're, you know, totally relying on your parents um, and you're crying in your crib or whatever the case is and you're being ignored, you know, not that there's anything wrong with, you know, there's a, that's a whole different podcast. But the thing that goes through the child's brain in that situation is, holy shit, if these people aren't accepting me, I'm going to die. Like, that's because it's, it's actually true for that, for that baby. Our primal instinct as humans, we're super social. So, of course, we have an instinctual need to be accepted by the tribe. I'm doing air quotes right now over tribe. But when you're a child, that's your parents. If you're afraid as a baby or young child that your parents aren't accepting you and you're not sure if you're accepted into their tribe yet, the literal feeling you get, the same um, trigger in the brain goes off as if you actually are facing death. It feels like I might die. And that sticks with us. That sticks with us when we're still developing our prefrontal cortex, which typically doesn't fully develop until age 25. So think about middle school. Think about, um, <laughs> I feel like I'm kind of going off a little bit here, but this is, this is kind of tying into why I think self-love and self-trust is so difficult for people. So think about middle school. Think about how detrimental it feels when you get rejected or when you aren't being like included with a group of people or when your group of friends like won't let you sit with them at the lunch table anymore. It feels, it feels like death. Like it's so deep. And going into high school, you know, same thing. That rejection just stings so badly because we're just trained from a young age. Like our primal instinct is to be accepted by the tribe and we feel that need so strongly. And then you go into adulthood and your brain's more developed, which the prefrontal cortex, that's the part of the brain that processes logical thinking. But still, we still are majorly powered by that child brain and that subconscious. And this is exactly why, as an adult, there's still such a super strong need to be accepted by one's parents. And it, again, like it's not... A selfish thing to put yourself first it's not a selfish thing at all um, but letting your child brain and kind of that that part of the brain that's super concerned with acceptance from others if you let that run your life that's not serving anyone else either so we're so worried about what other people think we're so worried about what our parents think everyone in society has to accept us all the time that's why it's so hard to develop confidence and in, in, in ourselves because we're really worried about other people all the time. And we have a lot of things in our society. You know, there's a lot of things in our society that make us feel like we need to be a certain way and have certain things in order to be accepted by certain groups of people. So there's all of these things kind of going on that make it really hard for us to really feel into that self-love and that self-trust. Um, and... You know, one thing you can do if you're kind of feeling that, oh, but like, I really need these people to accept me. Like, you know, maybe there's like a family function and you 
you just don't feel up to going at that specific time or even a function of any other sort or, or anything else that's like a social obligation and you, you're just not feeling up to it. You need that time for yourself. You need that time to really practice self-love. But you think, oh, well, what are they going to think if I don't go? Right? This is like a super common one. Are, I want you to ask yourself, like, are you really hurting someone? So, like, next time you're feeling that, like, oh, crap, but, like, what are they going to think? Ask yourself, am I really hurting them? Or by pouring more into my own cup, by practicing self-love, by taking time to be mindful by myself, am I making it so that I'm going to be projecting the best energy possible into others when I am around them? You know, and being the best version of myself can actually help other people. Because that's, that's the truth. You know, that energy that we hold. It's so important. So thinking about all of that and how that kind of ties in, um, there's a way of living that's often described as living in flow, kind of by, you know, the spiritual community, um, kind of talking about that energy and how all of that works in our bodies. Um, the, the state of living in flow really is when you're going from one thing to the next with what just feels really right to you. And it's very, it's a very difficult frame of mind to get into, to live in flow, because you know, as I stated, there's just so many things that get in the way. There's so many expectations by society. There's so many expectations by what we feel like we need to freaking post on the internet or, or what Sally's doing or, you know, what our parents think we should be doing or what our siblings think we should be doing. All of those things totally impede us living in flow because we don't go following the next thing that feels right to us. We go to the next thing that we feel obligated to do. And when you are living in flow, you're just following your intuition. You're going to that first answer on the test that feels right to you. You're making that choice, whether it's food choices, whether it's, you know, clothing you're going to wear, the next activity you're going to do, the next decision you're going to make at work. You can apply it to all areas of life, relationships. But that state of living in flow really is just having trust in yourself, having self-love. And moving from one thing to the next without all of the worries about what people are thinking. But it's difficult. It's a very difficult state to get to. Um, I struggled with this for a long time. And kind of just throwing in a story um, from a couple of years ago. So I got engaged. I guess I was, what, 24 when I was engaged. And I think my husband and I, we both knew we weren't going to have some big, huge, lavish wedding. Um, people ask me about this all the time because what ended up happening, we actually ended up eloping. So we were engaged for almost a year. Um, but when we were coming close to, all right, well, what do we want to do? Do we want to have a wedding? Do we want to have a small wedding? Do we want to have a backyard wedding? What do we want to do? Um, one of the things that we talked about doing was just flying, like going somewhere, flying somewhere and just getting married, like on a beach by ourselves, just keeping it super simple, making it really about our love and not making about anything else. Nobody liked that idea. <laughs> and I get it. I get it. I'll be the same way when I have kids. I'll want to watch my daughter get married. I can guarantee it. But, you know, friends, family, everybody wanted us to have a wedding. Everyone wanted to be there when we got married. But it's difficult. We both were from different areas. To have a small wedding means you have to exclude a ton of people. We started trying to make a list for a small wedding. 
we were like, this is ridiculous. Like, how are we going to do this? Um, we couldn't have these people there and not these people. It just seemed like it was going to be a lot of drama. And I just was not for it. I didn't want to spend the money to do it. I just wasn't about it. Um, and neither was my husband. So we made a really tough decision. And that was for us to just fly to Florida. We got married on the beach. We had a, a little like elopement team package thing there that I found on the internet with like a lady who was a priest and there was a photographer and we just got married on the beach and took pictures of it and then we went on a honeymoon and it was the most beautiful perfect thing that I've ever done but part of that is because it truly came from within me it was that it was that answer on the test that felt right initially it was what I wanted to do for my core it was what aligned with my true values of of the marriage being about us and not worrying about the pressures of society but it was really, really hard because you have this innate need to satisfy your parents, to be accepted by everybody around you. And really, honestly, if we're being honest, to compete in the whole, you know, whose wedding was it anyway? I don't know whose wedding was it anyways or whose whatever, like, you know, we posted on social media and we want ours to be the most lavish and all these things. And that is 100% perfectly fine. Have the biggest wedding you ever want to have if it comes from you, if that's what aligns with what you and your spouse want, not because other people want you to do it. That's not a reason to get married. That's not a reason to spend $20,000 on a one day event. Do it if it feels right to you. Do it if it calls to you. And so I always talk about this because people are constantly asking me about um, my elopement because it's kind of not a super common thing to do. And yeah, it's just, it really felt right because it was that, it was us following our intuition. It felt right. And when you start to live your life this way, a lot of things start to fall together. Following that intuition. I truly believe we all have that internal compass inside of us. And we all know, you know, what decisions are going to be right for our lives. It's just whether or not we go that direction or we go the direction we feel pressured to go in. So... I hope that today, you know, you have a few takeaways um, about how you can love yourself more, how you can learn to develop that trust in yourself. And it's like anything else, it's practice. It's just practice makes perfect. Practicing trusting yourself, even with little things. You know, pick the first thing that you decide you want to order at a restaurant. You know, don't talk yourself out of it. Just pick that first thing that you decide you want and go with it. Um, I often struggle with, and this is like silly, but setting my alarms. I used to sit there. You can ask my husband. I sat there and would like stare at my alarms. I had like three set on my phone, one set on my alarm clock, and I would sit there and make sure and make positive that I was going to wake up at the right time for work. And I would freak out and I'd be like, oh crap, I have to look at it again. Like what if it's not right? And I've been practicing just with that. I, I, I look at it once or twice and I tell myself, you know what? I trust myself and it's that little bit of practice it's finding the little ways to practice following our intuition and going in flow and trusting ourselves that's going to build that over time we always know the right answer it's always inside of us this is something too that i work on with clients is you know a lot of people just kind of want want the answers kind of given to them and while it's certainly good to, to do research and to listen to podcasts and read books on personal development that's those are all really good ways but they're really good ways to connect with what's true for you in your core and 
with um with my clients it's all about really digging into what they feel is right because the answer is never going to come from me it's always going to come from deep inside of you but it's how can you dig that out how can you pull that out of yourself so think about all of that practice following your intuition practice deeply trusting yourself um, give yourself some affirmations around this i just tell myself an affirmation is i trust myself very simple um, but the more you put that thought with a little bit of emotion into your subconscious mind, it creates that belief. So that's all I've got for you today. I love you and I'll see you next week.